Blog Talk Radio. Mr. Pop. The views and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Audible. Hey, SFL Nation, welcome back to the SFL Audible. Uh, it's your boy, GM Nelson Lozano, here again um, with our team showcase. Tonight we'll be speaking to uh, the owner of the DC Dragons as well as, hopefully, if technology all works out, we'll also be speaking to uh, Matthew Flynn, the G- general manager of the uh, Las Vegas Fury. He is overseas, so hopefully we can get him through. But that's going to be tonight's show, so it's going to be very exciting, um, and it's going to be awesome to get to know these teams and potential rookies that are listening or those free agents who haven't signed yet. Uh, This is a great time to get to know these organizations uh, straight from the front offices themselves to know what they're about, what they're looking for, um, and and get some real advice from teams out there to to better uh, create your rookie stock. So, before we get started, let's talk about some of the things that have been going on in the SFL. So in the SFL M, we just had the championship, uh, the Salt Lake City Rustlers versus the San Jose Flight, with Salt Lake taking the win. So congratulations to those uh, that organization and those gentlemen over there with Mike Twinscrew, Ross Napoli, and the rest of their coaching staff. Hey, very good job, and congratulations on winning a chip in the, in the SFL M. Uh, that's so great. Uh, because I've seen the work that they did um, the year before or the season before, and I really thought that was a really strong season for them to make a push to get into the championship, uh, but fell short in the playoffs, and it was great to see themselves get themselves into the championship game and then finally winning it all. Uh, Shout-outs to them and shout-outs to every single player in the Salt Lake City Rustlers uh, who were, who's on that team. I know that was a great team win for each and every one of you guys. And I do want to recognize, too, San Jose. So San Jose, as, as, as many know or may not know, right, San Jose for the last two seasons had been underperforming in the sense of, you know, wins and losses. And it was really great to see that this year it turned around. Um, I know a lot of the, the uh, San Jose alumni out there were very excited to see them finally make it to a championship game. Uh, yes, it didn't go the way that they wanted to, um, but, again, like I, like I told some folks, that's, there's nothing to hang your hat down upon, right? Like you did an amazing job, did what others couldn't do, and um, and got yourself into the championship. And you really changed the way that people were going to see San Jose going forward. Um, and I think that's a very exciting thing. Every single team in the minors has, you know, great things about them. Um, but, uh, you know, again, wins kind of help build that brand even, even stronger, right? Folks are going to be happy going into – you know, uh, Salt Lake next season, the potential rookies, just for the fact of knowing, hey, they won a championship here. And it's going to be interesting to see a back-to-back championship win, right? Um, Definitely Albuquerque seemed like they were going to do a two-peat, right? They were going to go back-to-back and win championships, which would have been the first time in SFLM history of that happening. But I do like the mix of different champions coming through. Um, it's really exciting to see that. And, um, you know, shout-outs to Salt Lake being the third uh, uh, winner of the SFL 
uh, minors, you know, history. So uh, it's really awesome to see. Now, what we're going through now, right, is now the free agent signing periods, and there's been a couple of really strong free agents that came through. Um, and I don't have everything on me right now, right, but I know the biggest one that I saw on the transaction wire today was Javier Vasquez signing uh, back up with, uh, uh, with San Diego and them now having their quarterback. Now, I know a lot of folks are looking and, and really excited to see how these mocks go. Uh, we did have one mock that was brought out uh, by Isaiah King III, uh, and he had put up one with the rest of his team. It looked like there was a couple people involved in this as well, so shout-out to them, everybody who kind of put that mock together. Um, but it was really awesome to see a mock come out. It's always the most exciting times. You know, like I always said, it's really hard for anybody to mock how how people are going to pick because it's so different, right? It's, it's not like the NFL. Um you're really basing on personalities, how their conversations are going and everything else. And that's not really generally a public type of situation. So it's really hard to guess who's going to get what and what round. And it really does depend on, on teams' needs at that point in time. And, you know, it's a lot of things that, that kind of – a lot of moving parts. It's a very fluid situation. But um, shout-out to them. You know, if, you, if, if you're listening and you haven't checked out the mock draft for the SFL uh, this, this season 17, check it out. Um, it should be posted in league content, um, so just check up on there. And, and again, for those rookies, rookies who may not see their names on there, please don't think those mocks or those big boards are exactly what teams are thinking or looking at. They do a phenomenal job on, on bringing information and content out there, um, but I don't want rookies to get frustrated or think that board is 100% and being, like, frustrated because they're not on that board. Um, like I Like, like – Mike Twinscrew has put out there and a couple others disclosure-wise. It's like, hey, this is just what I can, I can get information from. So, again, have fun with the process. Have fun with the information. Uh, just like the NFL, people who aren't even on that list end up still being superstars anyway. So, it, it's still enjoy the moment, enjoy the process. Um, and, 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 you know, again, big times for a lot of rookies. Um, the cool thing is to announce is I will be on the panelist on Sunday. So uh, for those rookies and everybody else, um, you'll be seeing me live on air with uh, the rest of the crew uh, on Sunday, which would be awesome. Uh, get to see some of you guys get drafted and, um, and see where you guys get to play. So without further ado, our guest of the evening is in the building. And in true fashion, has to go ahead and introduce them. Uh, we have the owner of the DC Dragons, Jermaine Smith. Jermaine, how you doing? Good evening. I'm doing pretty good. How you doing? I'm doing good. I appreciate you coming on tonight, uh, speaking about the wonderful D.C. Dragons. Um, you know, with your experience and everything else that, you know, if any of these new rookies don't know, you have mass amount of experiences out here. And, uh, and back in the day, had won a championship, right, your first time owning a team. So, you did you did a great job on, uh, last season to to show movement to a positive direction. It's going to be exciting to see what you guys do going into the draft and going into season seventeen. Um, but you know, uh, what, tell us a little bit about the, uh, the DC Dragons. Uh, you know, how, how did they come to be, and um, you know, wh- where's where's the roots come from? Well, you know, I pretty much uh, hate to sound repetitive to some people, but basically. Uh, the first time around, the Dragons of Concept was based off of my, I guess, my so-called fandom with uh, Bruce Lee. 
Um, I share the same birthday. My middle name's Lee. We're both born the year of the dragon. So there's a lot of connection with like Bruce Lee when it comes to uh, when it comes to dragons. That was why I got the concept of DC dragons. I consider myself a dragon. Um, the colors basically it was real simple. It came from the Washington Wizards when that was Gilbert Arenas was uh, was playing there, and that's where the teal, black, and gold came from. But uh, that's where the, that's where it's based from. Was that you know the dragon to me is like the ultimate ser- serpent. He's always being wise and always being mindful. He doesn't just strike without you know thinking twice. Without thinking twice, you know that's just the concept behind of of being a dragon itself. And then I have that concept based into the brand, the DC Dragons. And so uh, everyone knows our historical run back in season five. Uh, I won the bid and we won our first go around. Uh, in historic fashion, you can go back and watch it on YouTube. Uh, the two seasons after that, I didn't, uh, uh, we didn't do so well. So then I stepped aside because the commissioner asked me to step aside and just focus on just hexing and creating the rosters for the league. And I did that from season six all the way up until on myself at season 14. And then following the season 15, I had some help. And then season 16, I, I bought a team back. I felt it was time. Um, I just, I think it was the right time. I wanted to be able to compete. How can I compete in the, in the progression era? Because before it wasn't yeah. progression. It was just create your players and roll what you have all season long. But now it's a progression era. You have to deal with a lot of personalities, uh, different people and different backgrounds and whatnot. It's similar to being, you know, my, my job that I do now. So it's just now we have to just, uh, come together as cohesive unit and hopefully win a championship again. Well, hey, you know, like I said, you took a team of mostly rookies last season and and, and really had some really strong games, competitive games, right? Um, Your first season coming back, you know, so to see what you can do into the next season is going to be very exciting. Um, And I wonder, just before we continue on talking about the team, since you're so connected with with, uh, uh, Bruce Lee, uh, do you know Jun Kun Do? Like, do you know JKD and all that stuff? No, I don't know that. No, I, don't okay. I, never, I never, I was never, I was never. No, look at me, man. You think I'm, think I'm doing a flying roundhouse kick? Nah, to me, it was more about it was. <laughs> you know, I'm 275 pounds. I'm not doing a roundhouse kick on anybody, but, but basically, nah. To me, it was. You know, of course, when you when you grow up as a kid, and my uncle, he was big in the he was big in the Bruce Lee. He the one who gave me my middle name because he was obsessed with Bruce Lee and everything. Yeah. So when I was born with the same birthday, he gave okay, well, he's got to at least be middle name Lee. So anyhow, um, it's 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 a uh, you know it's it's weird because when you get, when you see Bruce Lee, and that, that's what you notice the kicks, the you know, you know boards don't hit back and. You know, don't touch, you know, all the fame of the heavenly glory, all the old famous quotes of the dragon. But then he's okay. Then you start to know, okay, what about the man? It's more than just the movies. How come people are upset with this man? They're talking about this man years after he died. He died in 73. Here it is yeah. around the maybe early, ni- eight, late 80s, early 90s to where I was started to get into him. So then I started reading his books, like the Dao Ji Kune Do, a lot of yep. his fighting techniques. And I started mm-hmm. reading all his philosophies. And then just from that point, you know, as you get older, especially when I was in high school, and it's like, okay, now I'm connected with this guy. I understand what he, uh, what he was thinking. He was always on a philosophical level, and that's what I appreciated about him, uh, and, and that's what I gravitate towards. It just it never translates to the physical part, but, yeah, I always respected um, his uh, 
his mindset. I think one of my favorite quotes of his, he says, uh, well, two, uh, one, he says, uh, to tell you the truth, I can be any man in the world. Another one, he says, the key to immortality is first living a life of remembering, which means, you know, you can be dead and gone, but if you're positive to other people, if you teach someone, if you make a positive impact on someone, they'll remember you. Even when you die and pass on, their, your teachings, yeah. your legacy will pass on from generation to generation. And here it is. You know, he's been gone since 73, and people still talk about him. They call him the father of MMA, and he never fought at MMA. So what does that tell you? Yeah. And and it, it, so, you know, Bruce Lee is very connected. I, I So I've always known about him, right? Like, there's no way to know. But I, I did learn Wing Chun at one time, right? And, and to know the connection he had with Wing Chun, right, as well as with Master, Miss Master Yip, right? And it, it was uh, – it was very interesting to see how he kind of got that mentality because Master Yip also had a mentality, uh, wasn't very like that show Bodhi type of martial artist. Uh, yeah, he had some things in the past, but I think just when you see the, the uh, philosophicalness of both sides and then you see him creating JKD and then kind of mixing in different martial arts, being that grandfather of the MMA, right, because there were so many different styles in JKD. It wasn't just Wing Chun, just wasn't, you know, he had some other things that he had put in from boxing. Um, it's very interesting, and you're right, he had a mentality um, to always push himself to the limit, right? Like, there's the infamous video of him doing that push-up with his two fingers, right, um, and the one-inch punch that are all documented, right? And that's amazing feat of one man that I think, again, is why so many people talk about. But let's kind of go yeah, back. Yeah, that was, that was, yeah. yeah, I was saying no, real no, quick, no, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah, that, yeah my phantom's coming out real quick. I'll let you move on. Yeah, that was at the 1965 <laughs> Long Beach Invitational Ed Parker Tournament. Yes, he did that yeah. one hand, that one hand, two-finger uh, two push-up, and that's where he did the one-inch punch on, uh, yeah, and he also had, like, other guys like Vic Moore. I don't know if you heard of him. Vic Moore, and then yeah. there's Joe Lewis. Not the boxer, but the martial artist Joe Lewis. Those yeah, guys Joe. are there showcasing their skills. But, yeah, like, uh, let, let me stop here because I get off topic. We'll talk Bruce Lee all night, you know. <laughs> so, no, it's all good. Like, I can see exactly the connection and everything, and he's, um, you know, just understanding everything from from – that concept of it, it's amazing, and it's great to really show that homage, as well as how you talked about how the dragon is such a, you know, it's such an intricate part of Asian culture and Asian lore, um, and, and it's always been seen, like, again, different from the European mindset of a dragon, right? Um, they were more mystifying, more um, intelligent, more, um, you know, uh, uh, the, the adeptus, right, uh, type of, type of, of, of spirits for that culture that again it's it's a great concept to bring to DC and I love the whole Washington Wizards theme too because at that time I felt like they were a, a different team I like that color um, before they started switching to back to the kind of bullets color that they're in now so uh, but what's the culture like in DC let's get back to the DC Dragons what's what's the culture like in DC our culture is pretty good. We have a, group, a core group of guys who they're you know they're active. Uh, we're, we're always chatting. We have a group chat, uh, a voice chat during the game. So, you know, I know Kevin says is going to be there all the time. Myself, about a handful of others, they're there each and every uh, every game. Uh, we're we're sharing. We're making comments. Or you know, we're giving us suggestions. You know, it's not like uh, you know, I'm the I'm the I'm the know it all or Stephen Monix is, is you know he knows it all. We're always asking for suggestions. Uh, because, you know, more brains, you know, more set of eyes is always better than just my own. And, and I'm not, uh, you know, above approach. 
but yeah, the culture is, is is great, and so we you know we don't that's what that's the whole thing I'm trying to establish more is just that culture, and you're doing a great job, and and I think that with uh, with the you know addition to the son Peanut say, and then uh, with some of these rookies, hopefully you can be able to uh, you know because create that culture and and build more on top of it. Yeah, that was a big move with uh, Peanut Say coming from L.A. over to D.C. Um, you know, Kevin Say is such a great guy, man. Like, I'm not even going to lie. Like, that dude is, is amazing. So, for him to bring his son over, it's it's, it's awesome to see that. Um, and, and, you know, who knows if you grab another Say because there's another Say out there, right? But if you don't, right, at least you got another one there. And I'm pretty sure Kevin is ecstatic to have his son there. Um, now... What can a rookie expect if, if you do draft them? What do they expect coming into that locker room? Like, how would you describe that locker room to uh, potential rookies who are listening tonight that you may be drafting? I don't come into a locker room that's, that's positive. Um, do we chat? We, we, we have our moments. I'm not going to lie. We have moments to where there's dead silence, and that's something that, you know, myself as the leader, as the owner of the team, I have to work on and get the guys riled up. You know, we all have busy schedules. I work currently 60 hours a week. I got to be working another five hours from now, five mm-hmm. and a half hours. But, you know, it's just something that it's a work in progress. You know, we, we yeah. do chat. I would like to see that increase some. But overall, we have a positive group of guys. There's no you know, hating going on. We're all talking positive. I know when I made a mistake and put a bad formation in against Charleston, and I saw that end of the play, and I called it before it happened because I knew what they were going to. I knew what they were going to run. I knew what we were running, and I called up. Oh, this is it, and we got burned. And I was apologizing to the group. My apologies, my bad. You know, that's on me. And I was like, no, don't worry about it. You know, we're we're all we're, we're a team, and and I felt pretty good the fact that you know, yeah. although I'm the one who placed blame on my suckers, that's what a leader does. He just puts the blame on himself. The onus is always on the leader, but they were the ones who said, you know what. We're a team. We win as a team, and we also lose as a team. And so I greatly appreciate yeah. that. That's awesome, and that that's a great thing for rookies to to know what to expect when they go into your locker room is that they will have that supportive, um, you know, culture and and, and locker room in there. Um, versus, you know, we we know how some locker rooms can be. You know, some of them can be pretty toxic, right? Especially after a loss, it's like it's like the wild west, you know. <laughs> you say the wrong thing and somebody might be shooting at you. So it's, it's again, you know, it's really awesome to hear that. Um, and, and like you kind of mentioned about the whole, hey, um, maybe sometimes it's quiet. Yeah, you know, sometimes it is, right? Like you said, it. we work a 60-hour week. You know, I know what you do for a living, as you know what I do for a living, so I feel you on that. Um, but, you know, again, it, it's always great to see the growth of, of your team organically, and, and it sounds like that's happening now. So, uh, what current uh, what current positions do you have that rookies could um, potentially be drafted at? So, what openings do you have? Well, I mean, the ones I posted already, I can't reveal too much. But basically, the main ones that we're looking for is outside linebacker, wide receiver, and tight end. Those are the main three that we're looking at. Um, we do have other needs, but San Diego, as far as I know, they're uh, number one for us, and I don't want yeah. to take my guy. Mm-hmm. So, and that's why I was telling I was a, lot of, a lot of rookies. They, <laughs> you don't know how much we look at each other right now to see to try to pinpoint where we where we what we have to do. Right, that's everybody. Um, so I, I can completely right. I, I completely agree. You know, no worries. You know, I just like rookies to know, like, what is potentially there. Like you said, it's in the um, player openings. So for any rookies that are listening, go to player openings. You should be able to find right there uh, what Jermaine was saying tonight of the potential openings um, 
that could be drafted at. So if you haven't talked to him now, check there and reach out to him in Discord. Which, by the way, can you share really quickly what is your uh, Discord name, just in case that they want to send you a uh, DM or anything like that? Now, from the SFL server, you can just look me up as Jay Smith. If you type in, like, Jay Smith, it should come up. Or, overall, if you hit at and then you start typing Lord Destro, it should come up. It's all one word, Lord Destro Productions. Yeah. O-R-D-D-E-S-T-R-O Productions. Okay. And I was going to say, too, yeah, if you are on Discord and you do that, as soon as you just type in L, he's the first one on there, and they'll say Jay Smith. So, um Rookies, if you are looking, that, that's the person you want to reach out to. Um, now, when rookies contact you, how do you like to be contacted? So is there, um, you know, a specific way that you like to be contacted or addressed or anything of that sort that, you know, um, rookies can know? I think they send a DM or a PM, DM, whatever, you know, which one you want to use. Private message, say, hey, uh, you know, this is who I am, this is where I'm from, and, you know, like I'm interested, you know, being on your squad. And what I'll do, I've been responding, you know, I'll do the best I can to respond, say, hey, thanks for inquiring. Uh, yes, we'll be looking for play, uh, looking for certain positions with certain people. and But we will have eventually, we will have a survey that uh, uh, Stephen Mullinex will create, and we'll have, he's the general manager of the team and what basically what it is a questionnaire is going to ask you when we did this last year with our rookies we asked we, we're trying to figure out their mindset their thought process on uh, their player and on uh you know just what they think about the league in general because the, the key is uh we, we we did a great job last year of getting the right people for the locker room we don't have any uh you know bad apples or a term i like that i uh, coined from the dark night movies called agent of chaos you know, I don't, I don't like agents of chaos in my life, and I won't have them in my locker room. And so, and and so through uh, Stephen Mullinex and myself, we thoroughly vetted each and every one of these rookies, and so far they did they, they did a great job and no issues at all whatsoever. All right, perfect. And a question for you: What uh, do's and don'ts do you have for rookies? Um, kind of like some advice. Uh, that you can share with potential rookies that are listening tonight or maybe how they engage with, with you know, with yourself or others, right, or how they may be uh, engaged in, in other ways. Like, do you have any rookies do and don'ts that you can share to give some advice to some of these potential rookies? Well, I say rookies, have fun when you're contacting owners. You know, just, just think of it like a job interview. You know, you're not going to, you know, of course we're all over a connection, so you're not showing up in person, but, you know, just conduct yourself. Maybe pretend you're wearing a shirt and a tie, some nice slacks or something, and say, "Hey, this is who I am, and this is where I'm. This I've done this, and this is who people can vouch for me." And then, and because owners will, they will uh, vet you thoroughly. I know we did, and I know I'm not the only one. They will look at you, and then they'll say, "Hey," they'll ask questions. They'll talk to the to the minor league coaches to see how your conduct was inside the locker room, and if your conduct wasn't a uh, <laughs> what wasn't up to par, then it will be known because we had some people we passed on, won't say any names, we passed on because their conduct was, to me, could potentially be detrimental to our locker room. So so we can't have that. And so that's my advice for uh, rookies. Um, Same with free agents as well. Um, You know, just the same thing. Just conduct yourself accordingly. And, And then also, not just in the locker room, but in that general chat, you know, a lot of people avoid general chat, especially the owners. And the reason why, because it gets a little toxic in there, 
And yeah. I will say, nothing wrong having fun, nothing wrong having uh, talking smack here and there. But just don't take it to another level to where you're talking about people's mothers as wives and things like that because owners do watch and owners do yeah. keep notes because I got a notebook right now. There's people I'll never draft, and I'll go oh in trouble before I draft them. And that's dead. I'm dead serious yeah. because I won't. Yeah. I got a list yeah. called ASFLs, Agents of Chaos, and I got a list. It's like five, six, seven of them. And I'm not going to say who on that list. But yeah. they're on there, and they will never be on that team for their conduct. Yeah, and I think that's something, again, that, like, I always like people to know is that, you know, we have real lives outside of here, right? So when things, when those kind of people create those issues, it, it takes so much energy. It takes your energy. It takes the rest of your teammates' energy, right? Like, there's a lot that goes behind that. So when you act a certain type of way, you're affecting not just yourself, but everybody else and the brand of the organization. It's not saying, like you said, Precisely. have fun, right? Have fun, but don't bring more drama when we have real lives at home, and, and we don't want to have extra drama on top of the drama we probably have in our real lives. So um, I think that's a great point. Now, uh, what do you look for in a rookie and free agent? Are there certain things, you don't have to give the secrets, right, but just certain things that you do look for when you are looking at rookies or free agents? You know, as I said, it's the conduct, uh, how, how, you, how you carry yourself, how you present yourself. This, you know, to me, it's like a job interview, and I am a general manager of a, of, of a restaurant or, or a bagel mm-hmm. shop. And so my mindset, I carry it over to the SFL. And so when I look into someone's, you know, fill out a survey or they PM me, I'm in work mode pretty much when I'm doing this. And so I expect certain things the same way I expect them in the restaurant. I expect certain way, things inside of a SFL. And, yeah. you know, that's just like the conduct. Now, as for the player, of course, it's always a little small in terms of, you know, okay, what is their, what are their ratings? What are their numbers? Do the coaches down in the SFL minor league, do they set them up with success? Because some players, for the most part, I'm not saying they're, they're great, they're built. Other players, uh, I don't know. But, you know, I don't know if they're being told to, to build a player a certain way or they're doing their yeah. own. I mean, that's, I don't know. Because I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't follow uh, what they do down there. I just watch what the, the games and stuff. But yeah. yeah, when it comes to that stuff, I look for certain intangible depending on the the position. Perfect. And uh, what do you um for DC themselves, right? What are DC's goals, right? I know again, everybody's gonna say championships, but what are some of your 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 kind of goals? that you're trying to obtain maybe in the next, this upcoming season that you're trying to do, as well as some, what are some of the things that you could say are the D.C. Dragons values um, for people to uh, know what DC what the D.C. Dragons stand for? Well, not to sign a quote still from the Raiders, but a commitment a commitment to excellence. Uh, is, you know, we, we, we did very well for, for what we had. We started with 15, 16 rookies. And we were, from soccer getting smashed by Denver, we were toe-to-toe. A lot of these guys were already at full power. Just imagine when we're at full power and then what, we, what damage you're going to do. And, and so that's, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, we went three and nine. Three of those ones on the road. We didn't win any home games. So our goal is to win more home games than, than last year. Obviously, we went one. That's an that's accomplishment. But our goal is to get into the playoffs. That's our, uh, that's our like, short-term goal. Of course, obviously, like you said, the championship. But for the most part, our goal is to get into the playoffs, play good, fundamental sound, fundamentally sound football, play great defense. Uh, it's, it's points, hey, I prefer scoring a lot of points, but if we got you know, have a dog fight like we had against uh, Queen City and squeeze out the very end, then so bid. I'm, da- I'm down for that. But, you know, my, my goal for the team 
And, you know, the team will tell you is that we want to play fundamentally sound football, get results quick early on against some of these teams so we can get into the playoffs and do some damage. Yeah. And, again, you guys, like, again, you're 100% right. Like, how close you were. You took a team of mostly rookies, right? And that's not an easy thing to do and still be competitive and still be able, like you said, you you went toe-to-toe with Denver, who ended up winning the championship, um, with a team of, 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 of people who weren't at that level of some of the people that were on Denver's, you know, team at that point. So it shows that, hey, with the more the growth that you have happening, right, with, with people coming in, re-signing, right, and, and growing with you, as well as adding rookies now, who what I love about the draft now is that rookies aren't capped like before, right? Before it was a cap, and then you would have to build them up, you know, and it, and it took a little bit because the, the cap was always silver. So then you had to go and, and kind of work it from there. And I think now with that being let go, it's, 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 it, it helps you kind of build your team still with a rookie who, who might be a high potential rookie and, 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 and really push yourselves to the next level, right? So uh, this is a great, I think, I think rookies should be listening out to some of these things that, that are very um, tangible to, to come in and let you know that they can help you in one way, shape, or form in that capacity to reach those goals. Now, do you need anyone outside of a player in the sense of stats or scouting or any kind of social media kind of things? Like, are there things available in D.C. at the moment with any of those type of positions? Yes, we always have room for positions. Uh, we could use one or two uh, uh, guys in the scout department. I know John Gary, our defensive uh, defensive man, he's doing a tremendous job of watching all the games in the minor leagues and, and giving us uh, information that Stephen Melnick and myself need because he's watching it more than I, I have because with my schedule. I believe he's retired, so he's able to watch these games, and he breaks it down on my server. Okay, this person does this, this, this person has this. He's, I mean, he's very, very detailed. Even players I know we're not going, we're not interested in drafting. I appreciate the fact that he's doing it. So, yeah, we could have, he could use some help. Um, also, um, keeping keep, uh, stat tracking. Uh, that's that's something that we have to work on. Uh, last year they let us slide. But it's up to us. It's team responsibility to make sure our home games are covered. And I want to make sure that the scouting department of SFL is taken care of because that's, that's been a little Achilles heel for some teams. I know they've been frustrated, and I understand their frustration. So I want to do my part to make sure that uh, there won't be any uh, issues coming from our end. So, yes, the, the main thing is, is, is to keep tracks, keep, excuse me, keeping, keeping uh, stats for our team, most definitely. Perfect, perfect. And, and again, rookies, if you're listening – uh, reach out to Jermaine. Um, like you said before, if you type in at j.smith, it should pop up. But if it doesn't, if you put at and just put the L, Lord Destro Productions should pop up. You should be able to click on them and, and let them know uh, that you may be interested in doing stats. And I, look, I'll tell you, honestly, Jermaine, I give all the props to people who want to do stats. Okay? It's not an easy thing. I mean, if you like numbers, it's easy. If you don't like numbers, it's it, it's pretty it's pretty tedious, um, but for the folks that do help, and I know you've helped out with stats too. I think I've seen you a couple times um, uh, doing that, and and it, it is yeah, all respect to you as well because I tried once and I just was like, nah, this ain't for me. But, well, um, it's just very it is, it's very it's very tedious, and you gotta be very precise, and you can't can't miss a beat. You gotta be here. Mm-hmm. Your eyes gotta be fixated on their monitor. 
it helps that I have four monitors here. So I mean that you know, most people don't. They only have one. So I can see where I can be. I can be uh, have some issues. And a lot of people may not have the internet connection. That's what happened last year. I had two guys interested. They tried out, but you know whatever reason with their internet connection where they live at. I think they live in a rural area. I can't recall right now, but you know that's why they they, they had to bow out because you got to have a strong internet connection because you're you're you got to be. You know, your feed, you got to be there to keep track of those stats so you can give to the commentators so they can do their job. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And that's what I'm saying. It's such a – for the folks that do do it and enjoy doing it, hey, all power to you. Um, you definitely got my respect. And if you're doing it with one monitor, yeah. too, on top of that, even more, much more respect to that. But right. before I let you go, because I know you have to get to work super early in the morning, I appreciate you – uh, jumping on tonight, even a week before the, the 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 draft, just to let rookies know like what they're potentially getting into. And I, and I, and like I said, the whole concept of this show is just to give um, rookies real insight on on teams and and hear it straight from the front offices about who they are, what they're looking for. Because I think again, a lot of rookies hear these he- hearsays, and a lot of times, sometimes those hearsays aren't true, or it's based off of a a, a person's experience, which not everybody experiences everything the same, so it can kind of be skewed. So I really came up with this idea to say, hey, you know, how I get rookies on the show to kind of talk about themselves and give themselves to sell themselves. It's also give my opportunity to SFL teams out here to straight from the horse's mouth say this is who we are, what we're about, and um, and kind of go from there. So uh, before I let you go, though, is there anything else you kind of want to share to rookies to know, hey, um, before contact or anything that you like them to know about DC, the floor is yours. Well, like I said, first of all, I want to shout out to my uh, to my team. Uh, I know I know you didn't mean to, but you kept saying, you know, me or I. I'll just let you know that it wasn't just me that was involved in our uh, our, our season. You know, Steve Melnick does a great job, tremendous job. I wouldn't be able to do some of the things it wasn't for him and his knowledge and uh, of the, of owning a team before. He's helping me out tremendously in running the Dragons. So I want to give a shout out to him, and I want to give a shout out to the players. I know they're watching right now on one of my monitors. I'm on the I'm in our locker room, and you know. I would say, guys, just keep let's keep uh, keep this cohesive unit. I know some of the guys we lost a handful of people, and I wish they didn't go, but they want to be starters elsewhere, and I can't hold them back. But guys, we keep this thing going. We'll, we'll run this. We got the best uniforms in the league. There's no one close to us. As long as we didn't want from that point, from then we just got to show the results in the winning column. And once we get to that point, we'll be unstoppable. But we got to put in that work. So let's just keep it up, and uh, and then we'll be successful. And as for the rookies. As I said before, we're looking for people to help us all. You come into a locker room that's positive. We would like for you to be able to chat. You don't got to chat 24-7, but we need you to be active. Uh, engage, ask questions. There's nothing wrong with asking questions. And I tell my guys there's no such thing as a, as a wrong uh, question. I'll, give, I'll answer the best of my ability. If I can't, then Melanix will answer uh, the question the best of his ability. But we're here to help you, help you out. We'll help you to succeed. We'll help you, we'll help you build your player. We all offer suggestions. You know, you can build your play the way you like, but you know, we've been doing this game for a while, mess with this game for a while. All we're trying to do is mold you and shape you to the best of our ability. And I say, rookie, last thing to the rookies, good luck in the draft wherever you go. If you come here, great. Go to another team, that's great as well. But, you know, just be involved with your team, uh, not just chatting, but also there's a role that needs to be done in that, uh, in that, in that uh, locker room. Be that role. They need a scouter. Be the scout. They need someone to track, uh, to keep track of the stats. Do that. 
you know, because that will that will uh, that will uh, have your, your your recognition, your name will go far, and people will talk about you in a positive light in this league because owners do chat. Because when they want to know about my player, I tell them the truth. When I ask about them, about their players, I'm interested in them, they're going to tell me the truth. And I'll end it at that. And thank you very much for having me on the show. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, Jermaine. Thank you again, and you have a wonderful evening, all right? Do the same. Thank you. Thank you. So, again, shout-out to Jermaine for coming on today. I, I think he, he brought it, hit it nail on the head saying, hey, look, um, just, again, wherever you go, the flexibility of being able to do the things that teams are asking for is always appreciated, and it always goes a very long way um, in that case. Now, Jermaine, actually, I think you're still on the line. Eddie actually wanted to ask you a question. Eddie, you there? I'm here. How y'all doing? We're good. We're good. And, Jermaine, if you're still here, Eddie had a question for you. One second. Jermaine, you still there? It cost me five dollars. It cost me five dollars to answer the question. <laughs> yeah, he, he jumped on the line real quick and said, "Yes, he wants to. He wanted to speak to you." So go ahead, Eddie. Your, the floor is yours. Say it with your chest. <laughs> Appreciate you. Now, I actually didn't have a question. I just wanted to commend Jermaine on his season. Uh, a lot of people don't understand how tough it is to win games out here let alone with the fact that he had, you know, pretty much uh, – I think he had, what, 13 or 16 rookies, whatever it was on his team? Uh, 15, Man, that yeah, is 15, tough. actually 16, yeah. There you go. Yep. That That is tough. And the fact that he was comp- – like like he said, he was in every game this season with the exception mm-hmm. of uh, Denver, with the exception yep. of Denver. And, and to be able to, to – to compete like that, yeah, he might not have gotten the wins. I think he won three games, but he, they were in all of them. And yeah. and just to come out and and to be able to compete like that week in and week out, despite having sixteen rookies or whatever it was on his team, and and his big, you know, he was I think like two hundred some points under cap or whatever it was, and was still able to compete like that. Dog, salute to you, bro, and you and that whole organization, whatever y'all y'all got going over there, man. Y'all got something good going, and uh, it's a shame that you did have a couple of people leave or whatever. I don't, I don't know who left and what positions and all that. I was just listening to you speaking, but uh, man, y'all got something good going on over there. And I look for DC to uh, improve upon last season and make some even more noise. You know, this season coming up, man. I just want to say congratulations to a to a successful season, in my opinion. You know, despite the odds that were put against you. And uh, I look forward to see what y'all do this coming season. Well, thank you, brother, for your kind words. I appreciate it. Thank you. And, Eddie, before uh, anything, you know, would you like to go ahead and plug in when the next uh, Say It With Your Chest show is going to be airing? You know what? I'll be honest with you. I And I'm, this is just me being flat out honest. I did not anticipate – the the views that I ended up getting on that show because I did a terrible <laughs> job of, of promoting the show, like uh-huh. I said probably two three times already, and uh, so I was not expecting that kind of turnout. And I got my DMs got flooded with people asking me when the next show was going to be. So I got to sit down and talk to Harish and um, and Kevin Curtis and get that figured out. But ho- hopefully, I mean, because my work schedule is so busy this week and next week, so. 
I got to see if people will be interested in doing or listening to a show on a, on a Saturday or a Sunday because otherwise yeah. it's, it's going to be after, after um, next week because my schedule, unless it's maybe Friday night. Uh, maybe I can do it Friday night. You know what? Yeah, yeah. I'll check into that. Maybe it might be another Friday evening, so we'll see. Because yeah. my DMs got flooded, man, when people asked me when the next show was. Yeah. But the think, kind of think, turnout, man, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in who watched it. Yeah, I think, again, it's such a difference, right? And that's what we talk about is just everybody got their own niche and their own lane. And this one here is more a of a reactionary show, right? You react to based yeah. on what, uh, you know, people are sending you questions of and everything else. So it, it, it's it, – and it's – in the moment. So when you can react in the moment, people definitely do appreciate that. Um, so I think everybody just has – this is a good niche that's different from what Dave's doing, Ashley's doing, I'm doing, Craven's doing, right? Like we got so many type of content creators out there that it is different because yeah. it is something that is a very reactionary type of show. And live. Right, right. I, I, I want, yeah, I, I agree. I wanted to do something that no one else was doing. I mean – like Ashley, she introduced, she interviews all the rookies and get him a voice, and even veteran players and staff and stuff like that. Uh, you tend to talk about the SFL and everyday life. Y'all were sitting there talking about Bruce Lee and giving me facts. Heck, I didn't even know about Bruce Lee. Uh, so <laughs> I, I, I like what you do, Dave. He tend to stick to the SFL and, you know, the, the upcoming schedule and along with previous results. Coach Craven tend to do his own thing. You know, I, I like it, man. It's a lot of different content, so I wanted to make sure I wasn't doing something that wasn't, you know, the same as everybody else. I, I wanted to find my own lane and kind of stick with that. And, uh, man, I, like I said, I did not expect that kind of turnout. I was telling Harish and Kevin Kurtz before the show, man, I'm hoping to get 10, 15 people. And at one <laughs> yeah, point we had, like, 51 that, yeah. viewers. I was like, oh, my God, I was not expecting that. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think you had a really good turnout, and that should show you exactly um, – you know, the support you have. And, and folks knew that that was attached to your name. So because it was attached to your name, um, people wanted to go and support even myself, right? Like I, I, I saw that it went on and I, I mean, I got my niece here now. So it's kind of like I get distracted sometimes and um, I, mm-hmm. I, I missed a little bit of it. And I was like, Oh crap. So I jumped in and that's when I hit you with the, you know, Hey Eddie, great job. Cause you know, we had spoken before and, and I told you everybody gets nervous. Right. If you don't get nervous before yeah. this microphone, we go. And it sucks when you use this, like this system that we use. It's a countdown because yeah. it's like a, it's like a radio. So it counts down, and when it counts down, you know you get those kind of jitters, right? But as soon as the yeah. first word comes and you start going through it, man, it just flows. It just comes through, and it just becomes that much easier to manage. So I think you did a really great job. Um, you know, when that is announced, just let us know because again, as you know, many content creators, we support one another as well. So, you know, I support Ashley, right, right. Dave, uh, Coach, you know, everybody who – anybody who has a content, you know, Ross is a swamp talk, right? It's it's just right. always supporting that because it's honestly something that we need in this league for it to even excel even more. Uh, the more that people can stay in tune with what we're doing, the more you're able to create fan bases and real – fans of the game, not just players of the game. So I just think, again, right. the more we bring out there for people to always find and stumble upon and be like, hey, I was looking at football podcasts and y'all showed up and now I'm interested, right? Like, it, it's it's that kind of concept that I, I really want to bring. And that's why I'm always so supportive of anybody who has any content out there. 
do it. Yeah, we don't want to oversaturate. Right now, we don't have that much to begin with, right? So if we're always having a lot of options there, then, you know, more people can get that recognition. But, again, Eddie, I appreciate you calling, man. Uh, Definitely let me know when that show is. And, Jermaine, I know you have to get to work, so I don't want to keep you too long on here. Um, So thank you, gentlemen, for calling tonight. Our pleasure. Thank you very much for having us. Yep. All right, so thank you to both Eddie and Jermaine. Uh, Jermaine specifically for staying on for Eddie to be able to give his question. Um, and, again, we're supposed to have Slim Shady on tonight. Um, don't know if, again, what's going on with that situation. So we are going to wait a little bit to see if Slim is going to be coming in or not. Um, but in that time period, I do want to talk about, so we, we only have one mock draft that is out there so far. Okay, just one. And I always love seeing them because I love seeing if anybody, you know, you know, where's everybody's mind is at, right? Like, how is everybody kind of coming together, where they think certain things are going? And it's a lot of fun, right? It's even fun for us because, you know, as teens, we just look at it and be like, okay, it's, it's interesting that you think that way. And it's interesting to see why you're thinking that way. But, you know, the odds of you getting it right, honestly, is very slim uh, to, to it. So, I do want to share a little bit while we wait to see if Slim is able to jump on. If not, we'll continue on. Uh, but the, we have Isaiah and I know Tom Utah and a couple of people, Terrell Sutherland, were involved in this way too early mock draft. Uh, but they did come out with one. So I do want to kind of talk about it and just give that recognition to those uh, uh, players who decided to contribute, right? Like this was really – a neat project, you know, if, if nobody knows, Isaiah King III uh, plays in the minors on the Salt Lake Rustlers um, and has been on Ashley's podcast, has been twice, you know, his, uh, the guest, you know, person there. And he's doing a lot for the, for the league, and I think that's, that's really great that he has taken the initiative to put something out there. So their mock goes the following. So San Diego looking at Axel Raven, the linebacker from Tacoma. D.C., looking at Jim Copeland, Jr., the tight end from Madison. Uh, Sioux Falls, Robert uh, Crown, or Crone, uh, hopefully I said it right, D.T. of San Jose. Uh, we got Queen City taking Isaiah King III, uh, free safety from Saint, uh, the Salt Lake City Rustlers. Louisiana taking Tommy Utah, quarterback for the Salt Lake City Rustlers. Portland taking O.J. Bruin, QB of, of Memphis. Uh, London taking Scar Patterson, QB of, uh, of Ottawa. Uh, Carolina taking Justin Reside, free safety of Ottawa. Uh, Atlanta taking uh, Gerard Brody, uh, cornerback of the Salt Lake City Rustlers. Houston taking uh, Chance Wall, DT of uh, Madison. We got Tulsa taking uh, P. Ryan Ayabara, uh, O. Lyman of Ottawa. Hopefully I said that right. Uh, Louisiana, uh, Los, sorry, Los Angeles taking Frank Stackhouse. Uh, uh, DDN for the Albuquerque Adams. Uh, Jacksonville choosing Dante Grimm, strong safety of the Albuquerque Adams. St. Louis choosing Nathan Fury. O-Lyman of the uh, uh, Tacoma Grizzlies. Uh, Mexico City choosing Cody Griffin, cornerback Tacoma Grizzlies. Arizona taking Leon Thunderman, linebacker from Madison. Uh, Las Vegas taking Eric Price, QB from Madison. Lone Star taking uh, Garrett Hudson, linebacker from Birmingham. Fort Worth taking Terrell Sutherland, fullback, Salt Lake City Rustlers. Um, Baltimore, Douglas Brown, running back of the Albuquerque Adams. Florida taking 
Um, Kelsey Brown, wide receiver, uh, Salt Lake City wrestlers, and then finishing off with Denver, choosing Jimmy Hazard running back from, from uh, the San Jose flight. So that was there too early to mock, and it, it definitely is, right? I am pretty sure, like an example, Arizona should have been 20 for 20 in their positions already. I should have asked Eddie when he was on, but I'm pretty sure it's 20 for 20. Um, so, again, when that happens, then, you know, everybody kind of moves up and from from below them, and uh, we continue on with the draft. So it is too way early to tell. Uh, really good job to those gentlemen for putting something out there, right? And it's rookies who put it out there. And I think rookies need to be recognized for the work that they do because these rookies will become vets, will become players of the future, staff of the future, coaches of the future, GMs of the future, right? So when you see this type of initiative, when you see work being done by somebody who is taking their own time and their own effort into this situation, it's awesome to see. Um, and, and, and great job to you rookies for putting out a draft out there. That's um, very exciting to see. I have no idea where people are going to go. So if you're expecting a reaction to this draft, you picked the wrong show because that's probably going to be on Say it, say it With Your Chest with Eddie not here, uh, but I do want to recognize those young gentlemen for honestly coming together, building that that uh, 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 mock draft. It's exciting to see. I know there's going to be a couple more folks out there who are going to have mocks out there, going to have, um, you know, different things for this draft, and it's exciting. The draft is coming up in a week. Um, Saturday, I think, is the first day the draft is going to be then there's going to be the Sunday one. So I think we're going to be knocking that out in two days is what it seems like. Um, so really awesome to see. Um, I'm going to be excited to see how this, 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 this whole draft goes. We only draft one player uh, this, this year. So it's, it's honestly, you know, just watching everybody else. It's been amazing getting to know rookies throughout every single Friday. Uh, we have two rookies coming up. Uh, next Friday, which is Aaron Alexander and Tazzy Blackwell. Uh, they will be on the show this upcoming Friday. I did have another rookie reach out to me who wanted to be on the show as well. So we're going to see if we can figure out, um, you know, when we can maybe squeeze them in, right? Hopefully that I can make that happen. Um, but if I can't, you know, well, again, you know, there's a lot of rookies out there who, again, I want to thank for listening to the show reacting to this show, being on this show. I mean, to every single person who signed up uh, when that sign-out list was there, it's appreciated because, I mean, <laughs> coming back from, from being gone for so long and then coming back into the content world, it, it's sometimes you're kind of your worst enemy thinking, hey, nobody's going to listen anymore or you're not, you know, nobody's going to follow you because you don't have the consistent show like you used to have. So it's really awesome to come back and, and have these rookies. So we'll have those two on Friday. Um, and, and those will be the last two before the draft, right? The draft's on Saturday and Sunday, um, which is going to be exciting to see. Um, see where people go. See where people end up being. It's, it's, that's kind of the fun part. And guessing where teams are going to maybe go. And then seeing some of the interesting – there were some interesting signings, right? I wish I had the whole list like I normally did, but I wasn't expecting to speak about signings tonight. Um, but there were some really interesting ones, people making changes, movements, right? Um, I told Eddie that when, when uh, I saw TJ Punk move to wide receiver, um, I kind of already knew the Will Todd move was going to happen, right? 
um, because I remember how much Eddie loved Will Todd, right? He he even had the hashtag draft Will Todd, right? So um, when I knew that was the case and I saw the TJ Punk move, I said, hey, man, I already see the writing on the wall. This is already going to happen. So, um, it, it, you know, those kind of things, seeing these interesting moves that people are making or position changes, uh, you know, Leonard Butler Sr., uh, him making a movement to the other side from offensive lineman over to defensive side is very interesting, right? And, and I find that interesting to see that that's a lot of moves happen this offseason. I think I saw another uh, one of the Caldwells actually move from offensive lineman over to uh, the defensive line for Lone Star Glory. So it's interesting to kind of see that, right? You know, you, you're never going to know the reason why these moves are made or why they decided to do that, whether it was a team push or was it a player push or maybe a little bit of both, right? Or, you know, it, it, what message is that being sent? You know, so um, very interesting stuff that I've seen. We're still having people roll through. We all know that tomorrow I think London has their rookie signing revealing, which will be very interesting to see uh, due to the, some of those connections and rumors of what is expected to go on in um, London, which, again, is in their own uh, of, of, of changing cultures and changing, you know, um, leaderships at that time, right, second, second season that there's the new leadership in place. Um, so that's, that's going to be interesting to see, and then we have that going on tomorrow for London. So there's going to be a lot of stuff happening in the SFL and we all know that we're still waiting for specific uh, <laughs> uh, free agents out there to sign. And I think once that signs, then it, it kind of plays a bigger picture on what's happening. I think there was honestly, to be to be honest with you, some pretty big signings. Nobody, I don't think anybody's really talking about, hey, the Jeff Duffy signing to Fort Worth. Um, that was pretty huge. Um, that's somebody who, who, who led the league at one time in sacks going to a defense that was already already really good. Um, so that's a huge signing that happened on there. And, and there were some movements too. I mean, I think a lot of folks are trying to watch to see how is Denver going to, um, you know, who are they replacing with some of these legends that Denver had, right? Denver lost Josh Miller, Denver lost, uh, Gerard McChesney, right? Those are two that were really, uh, pushing through Giacomo Jones, um, a couple linebackers that I had seen too, I think that had either retired or moved on. So then you see them, you know, get Jose uh, uh, Jose Fuentes, I think his name was, uh, from Atlanta over to uh, Denver, right? Like that's that was pretty big. Uh, Matt Finnick, who was with Louisiana last season, is now the replacement to uh, the the great Kramer Jackman, right? The the kicker. So it's interesting the moves that are being made, the people who are placing in certain places and. You know, you're not really used to seeing a championship team break up in the way that they were, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see who ends up being those replacements in that organization. Um, and, and and the big thing too, Marcus Dunhill going over to Jacksonville. I think that was a huge move and a huge score for them and their organization. And you know, we had Mike all on here before, but you know, um, understanding what they're looking for, I think. Marcus really fits that mold of what uh, Mike all shared about what Jacksonville is looking for on, on in their side. So a lot of amazing signings. That's just me on the nutshell. 
kicking out some information um, again, right? So this Friday, uh, we will have our rookie showcase as well. Um, that should be uh, coming up on uh, on Friday, 9, 9 p.m. Uh, we'll go ahead and have those rookies on that I mentioned, Aaron Alexander, as well as Tazzy Blackwell on the show. Um, so listen out for that. Then the following Monday, we'll have a reaction of the draft. Um, so, again, thank you for joining me this evening. Shout out still uh, to Jermaine and Eddie for being on the show. Uh, and, and shout out to the rookies that support this, man. Honestly, I appreciate it. It's going to be very exciting to see where you guys go. And tune in on Sunday specifically to see your boy on TV uh, talking about you lovely rookies. So, again, with that being said, stay safe, stay blessed. Man, it's COVID still out here. Um, so, please be careful. And uh, you have a wonderful evening.